Right. Are you all excited? Oh. What? <laughs> am I, what am I excited about? Because we're about to record episode yeah. 108 of the Fetch Heaven Wiki podcast. Tell me you're, you're absolutely stoked, pumped. I'm pumped. Um, all of those things. Not stoked, but I am pumped. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll work on that throughout the, the progress of the of the show. Um, we've got the dishwasher on, we've got the windows open, so uh, any noises you hear throughout the show are just part of the background. This is a long preamble. It is. Yeah, well, why not? Anyway, it's time for episode 108 of the Fashion Over Weekly Podcast. Fetch Everyone is a free website for runners, cyclists, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. Everything is free for everyone. Can you guess who that was, Fetchies? I think it's a pretty tricky one because I'm not sure this person has done a uh, a contribution or if not, if they have, then not for a long time, I don't think. But um, anyway, it's, uh, it's a nice Fetchy and... Uh, We'll reveal the answer at the end of the show. So, Katie, are you there? I'm here, yes. Trying to keep out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, Not succeeding. Uh, Yeah, well, you didn't mention that we might also have a a guest appearance from Daniel the Decorator. Yeah, so he's out at the front painting the house. Yeah. So, should we go out there now and ask him his views on Brexit and then just go and sit in the garden and drink coffee while he records it or could do <laughs> okay yeah um yeah i'm here i'm good i've had i'd say a sort of a successful slash easy week of training weirdly um so yeah it's been been good successful and easy or successfully easy or uh, easily successful oh well I mean, in terms of miles walked, I've had quite a low week. So my total miles this week is 17. Thank you very much for my walking graph. I like having my miles walked graph. That's great. Um, so 17 miles walked. and um, But the, what I, I'm pleased about is that, so successful and easy, um, on Saturday we did um, a walk and Wine Legs and I did uh, a, a small big loop to start with and then a small small loop to to finish with and <laughs> well it was a bigger loop to start with but it wasn't really a big loop so right I'm calling it a small big loop a small big loop and then a big was it a big small loop or was it a regular sized small I'd loop? call it a small small loop right it was two point it was 2.34 okay. miles for the small loop yeah is there a cutoff uh, of for for big loops being big big loops versus regular size big loops. Okay, so I suppose last time I did a big loop and a small loop. My small loop was three miles. Yeah. And my big loop was ten miles ish, yeah. or my big loop was eleven, and my small was something. Anyway. Anyway, um, the main aim of the small loop was to complete LC2's Welsh Coastal Path Challenge. Um, and it was perfect, and she finished her Welsh Coastal Path Challenge in a very beautiful bit of the countryside outside Lavenden, which is a very, very pretty, pretty village, um, and 
uh, Silver Shadow and I were both eyeing up the houses going, ooh, this looks like, this could be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so the, the big loop that uh, My Legs and I did um, and Dog we did was about four-ish, I think, something like that. And then we did um, 2.3 something with um, the rest of the gang. Nightjar, Silver Shadow and LCT joined us for that and it was lovely. There's a picture of Elsie in the gallery celebrating crossing the virtual finishing line. Yes, yeah. Mm. Um, it's not been the most straightforward of challenges for her. She's had a few ups and downs with it through the year. Anyone who follows her blogs will know about all of that. Um, so it was really nice to finish that as a group and um, celebrate with her. Um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so but what was nice about that for me was that it was a total of about six and a half for me. And I can remember doing a six and a half mile walk and saying to you, I'm really knackered. How on earth am I going to do a 26 mile walk mm. in one go? And it actually just didn't really feel like a problem at all to do the six and a half miles on Saturday. So that's why I'm saying it was easy, but, but successful um, yeah. from that point of view. Um, so, yeah, that was really nice. And um Wine Legs has pointed me at um, a walk called the Timberland Trail, which is a 13-mile walk from Marston Vale. Uh, sorry, Marston Vale Forest Centre. And that looks really nice, and it, it takes in quite a lot of um, the countryside and interesting bits and bobs to look at as well. So quite excited yeah. about doing that. Oh, I have the countryside zones in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So when this is a... 13 miler when are you when are you hoping to do that well i think if i do it i will also add a couple of miles on to that so i think towards the end of june that's mm. going to be my target walk um so i need to talk to you about whether you want to do that one as well or whether it's going to fit with you being around or whatever but um because yeah. we've then got our week in devon yeah at the beginning of july doing so. lots of walking there as well yeah. i expect yeah Cool. Um, so yeah, so that was good. I've done four swims this week, um, each of about a mile, um, I guess, um, and that's been really good as well. So I had my first training session yeah. um, with my coach, Angie, who is a Bedford Harrier coach, and she's also um, a personal trainer and a fitness trainer and a sports massage therapist, but she has many strings to her bow. Yeah. And, and you've been doing some reports? Yes. Is that yeah. Yes, I have. Record those for us. Yeah. So I've recorded a couple already, but we won't put them in this week because we've got we've got lots of stuff this week, um, and um, it will give me a, another another week of bits and bobs to do before I re sort of put in all of those. But um, it's been really positive so far, and um, one of the kind of really basic things that um, Angie pointed out was that I have my thumbs out at right angles to my fingers when I swim. Um, it's not, it's not it's a good yeah, thing to do. Yeah, can't see that they're adding anything to the to the pulling. <laughs> they're, whereas... they're adding drag and yeah. they're not adding help. Yeah. So um, so one of the first things we worked on was just keeping my thumbs in. Um, because what, Angie was in the pool with me and swimming behind me and sometimes watching me from under the water in, at the front of me, she could see just everything I was doing. And she was very good at picking up. And she'd sometimes she'd say, yeah, I saw you halfway down that length. Those thumbs were out and you put them back in again, didn't you? And I just couldn't believe the level of detail of, of how how she was watching so closely. Mm. But um, so that was one of the things. The other thing that we picked up quite early was my position uh, mid-stroke, mid-pull-through. Mid 
so um my my arms were quite straight and not in that um kind of if you think about um almost like a a really muscular person sort of standing with their arms out to the side like kind of almost like I'm doing it. Can you see Fetchies? For the benefit of the tape, Katie looks as though she's uh, <laughs> leaning on two garden walls in a very narrow garden simultaneously. Okay. But with my <laughs> elbows bent. Right. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But if anyone knows um, skull number two, skull number two is very good for sorting that position out. And so that was one of the skulls that we did. Mm. I preferred the original, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> What, skull number one? Skull one was definitely my favourite in the series. Skull number one is very good for um, the front part of your, mm. your catch, but skull number two is good for mid. And what yeah. would you say skull number three would be good for then, Ian? Uh, is that Mission to Moscow? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Right, okay. Um, so anyway, for those in the know, skull number two is what I worked on. And if anyone wants to know what skull number two is, I can post a video to that, I'm sure. Um so yeah, really successful week, but I won't talk about it in any more detail than that because I've got mm. done my reports and you can hear about all that. So yeah. Do your reports talk about what you're aiming to get out of the sessions? Yes. They do. All right, well, I will not ask you that then right yes. at this precise moment. Yes. Okay. Um, I've done one yoga this week and what I would like to say is I recommend it very much, this yoga session. It's yoga for beginner's mind and it's um, it's yoga with Adrian because that's the only one I do. Um, but it's just a really nice video to put you back into your sort of um, your perspective of trying to not just go, oh, this is how I da- do downward dog wallop. This is how I do child's pose. This wallop. Is, <laughs> wallop. <laughs> this, this is how I, I do. Like, why am I going blank? I don't know. This is how I do. End it with wallop. <laughs> this is how I do triangle pose wallop. So, in other words, you're, you're trying to approach each bit of it as if it's the first time you're doing it. First time ever that you're doing it. So you just wallop. wallop. Um, so taking out the wallop. Okay. Anyway, I recommend that one. Uh, Yoga for Beginner's Mind. Really enjoyed it. It's about 20 minutes as well, so nice and manageable. Um, and I actually did a run walk this week. Five minutes run, one minute walk, sort of-ish. Like, not strictly, mm. but um, I really enjoyed that too. So successful easy week yeah it looks like i mean you've definitely got something on every single day and in some cases multiple things going on so you're definitely definitely keeping busy keeping active yeah how about you that's good um i've had an another pretty good week of running actually in fact i'd go as far as say things are going pretty awesome at the moment um so i'm touching the wood table as we speak um so this is my Third week in a row of getting 20 miles plus a week. So I'm on around about sort of 22-ish on average. Um, so I've done three 10 milers in three weeks. Very good. Um, so they're feeling pretty good. Um, I did my first back-to-back run, which is something I'm trying to get in every now and again. Um, I think I've said before, it just feels a little bit nerve-wracking when you're used to having that. 24 hours off, um, you know, or actually it's 48 hours between runs. You, you you get your rest day and you sort of yeah. look forward to it a little bit. So pushing them together into consecutive days just feels a little bit nerve-wracking. But um, did that and came through it okay. Um, and so I, actually the run on 
Uh, it was Thursday morning. Um, I got up before, way before the boy did and got out. And initially I was only going to do about six miles. And then I got about four or five miles in and I thought this might be my best opportunity this week to get a long run done. And I really want to get one done. So um, I kept on adding a couple more miles and just thinking, well, I'll just do a couple more. And if I'm starting to feel tired or whatever, I just head home, no pressure. Yeah. Um, and just kept trickling away at it until I got to about eight miles done. And I was really close to home. And I could have just sort of tootled up the high street for a mile, turned around and come back again and, and did that and get my 10. Um, but I ran past the a turning onto a really big hill called Brook Hill Street in Stapleford. And I thought, I'm going up that. Mm. So I did. Well done. Um, and I've just been looking at the the grade of the hill um, and you go up 38 metres in the space of about 0.8 of a mile. Mm. Um, so overall, that's about a 3% gradient mm. for those of you who like percentages. Um, but the first part of it, the first half is more like 5%, um, but it's up. Is that the hill I drove up to go to the lake? Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's that one. It's quite hard to drive up that one. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, we, we walked up it because we were delivering a coaster to someone who lives nearby mm. um, on uh, later on in the week, I think. And I was out of breath walking up it. Mm. Um, so the boy's got long legs and he's just sort of mm. powering on and I'm trying to keep up with him. So I was mm. out of breath walking up it. But um, yeah, I was so pleased that I managed to, to run up it. That's good. Um, and then you get all that altitude quickly and then like on the other side of it you come straight back down as well so mm. that's almost almost as hard in a, in a mm. different kind of way because you you feel it in your quads and and yeah. knees they're all trying to just slow you down stop you yeah yeah sort of tumbling out of control um so i was really chuffed that within the 10 mile run as well i'd thrown in some hills so there's Real. i'm really hoping to see the benefit of doing them um but even just on a at the end of every session the idea that i've been up that hill mm. is feels like a benefit in itself mm. like i feel more powerful so mm. yeah i'm quite Very happy good. and then because it's been half term um friday i dragged the boy to the peak district and we walked up mam tour um which for those of you who like your gradients is an 11 percent hill <laughs> Um, so it's, um, you start at about 250 meters above sea level because it's all quite, quite big around there. Um, but you end up at about 550 meters above sea level. So it's quite a climb, but we had, uh, sandwiches and crisps and, uh, enough breaks to keep everybody happy. Nice. Um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, um, but it was just so busy, like crazily mm. busy with, yeah. you know, people wandering around taking photos of which we were you know doing exactly the same because mm. we're not special yeah. um but it was just so busy there and all the the little towns that we drove through on the way there they were all packed with people just s standing around eating ice cream really so yeah sounds terrible doesn't it no. put it like that how, how dare they yeah <laughs> but that was good so um I went out the day after that and, and did a run as well. So I was a bit bit worried about my legs. Mm. So I threw in a little walk beforehand, just a five or ten minute walk. Um, 
I've been doing a, um, I did a little video on Instagram um, on my walk and I'm going to try and do a couple of little videos every now and again on Instagram just to mm. um, let you know what I'm doing. So check me out. Um, fetch everyone is my Instagram handle if you haven't done so already. Yeah. Um, but that's it. So I'm feeling pretty good. Good. About it all. That's good. You should yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Good job I do. Awesome. Cool. So like I said, I haven't really done much site stuff. No. And this is the bit that we normally talk about next. Mm. I did send out um, all of the coasters. Yes. So I took those to the post office um, when I was up with the boy because I, I really like using that particular post office because they're awesome in there. Um, so hopefully lots of you who ordered your coasters will be receiving them now. And I know quite a few of you had. Um, I was a bit worried about the making sure that they were going to be safe enough to travel through the post. Because although they're slate and slate's a hard material, um, you know, I, I didn't want any to turn up cracked or anything like that. So I have got a few spares. Mm. So I'm waiting to sort of see whether or not everybody is happy yeah. with theirs and that there are no issues with damage and all that. Um, and once we've, we're through that, I've got maybe about 10 spares to, to sell if anybody else wants those, mm. having seen them in, in the wild now. Yeah. Um, that's it. Um, but Elsie, um, who we mentioned earlier, mm. um, she's just finished her coastal path. Mm. Um, and I think, were you talking to her about like deadlines for finishing the, the yeah. castle challenge? Well, we were talking about the fact that, um, you know, there are people behind Darwin the Dragon and yeah. that um, for some people that's probably not going to change. Um, and I and and Elsie was saying so I probably won't finish and and so I was saying that we'd discussed the idea of even after the official finishing date that there would still be a tracker that you could still look and see your progress and see how long it did take you to finish so you could still officially finish it um, so that's what we were talking about yeah um, well I'm 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 here to say that I'm not I'm not going to be the person who's going to chop it off as soon as we hit <laughs> hit the end of September and say, right, you're all you're all, you know, dead to me now. Um I you know, we'll we'll just leave it up there so you can keep on monitoring your progress and uh -huh. however long it takes you if you want to carry on um tracking it and, and trying to catch up with Darwin even if you can't beat him, um, that's totally cool with me. Yeah. So um I've been talking with I've been pronouncing it Singe for a long time, um, but it's I think it's Singer. Singer. Like that. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I've been talking to him about um, doing another challenge. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to work out the timing of it as well because, um, I mean, there are people like Lime Green Jelly who finished in 35 days. Yes. Um, and there's, I think there's, as at the time of uh, recording this, we've got... Um, 21 people who have finished already. Yeah. So there, there are going to be plenty of people who finish way before the end of it. Um, but I think we're going to hold back and do it um, a, a follow-up challenge next year mm. so that, um, you know, you've got something to look forward to. Um, and, you know, there's going to be lots of other events starting to come back online as we get through this year. I mean, Parkrun's yeah. hopefully coming back. 
and loads more races in the calendar. So um, it has been fun and, and we we are aiming to do it again, but probably yeah. not till like probably April next year to like same sort of time, but might bring it forward a little bit for all the sort of new runners at the start of the year maybe. Um, but um, another nice big challenge and uh, Singh has got some ideas already about what we can uh, do in terms of routes. And the prize draw? And the prize draw. um, Yeah, so obviously in order to get your tickets for the prize draw, so you get, uh, if you've not worked this out already, um, for every castle you get to, um, every checkpoint, um, you get a ticket in the hat for some uh, Proviz goodies, so a hundred quid's worth of Proviz goodies, um, and that that will have to yeah. be you know according to the deadline. So yes. yeah. um, we can't wait till everybody's finished no. before we draw it and then well, give everybody no. twelve tickets. Uh-huh. Um, so however many you can do before the end of September, yeah. that'll be how many tickets you get. Um, so we'll be announcing that in the first couple of days of October, I guess. Cool. Um, there's about 300 people behind the dragon at the moment, but some of them are on zero. So obviously, have what for whatever reason haven't managed to even s- still start the challenge. So yeah, some people yeah. have struggled to work out how to log mileage and, and that yeah. sort of thing, and some people have you know inevitably just sort of wander off midway, um, you know, yeah, onto something else. Sure. Um, but at the moment, we've got. Um, there's 371 people ahead of the dragon, and the dragon moves at midnight every night. So yeah. you get a better idea of, of who's ahead and who's behind if you look just before midnight. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess it's probably going to be about maybe 450 people who are keeping up at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just it's nice to see. And you showed me your street view earlier, didn't you? I did. I, I'm five miles ahead of Darwin. Um, and I'm currently four miles behind Silver Shadow. Um, so um, we're sort of seeming to end up between a couple of miles and 10 miles between me, me and Silver Shadow. Uh, and I'm typically a few miles to 10 miles ahead of Darwin. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's that's right. But I'm looking at a railway line. It's called the Welsh Marches Line, the railway line that I'm looking at. Um, on my street view, so that's quite nice. And there's a little bridge underneath it that I can see that I'm headed towards. Sounds good. Sounds like you've got a good view today. We I'm have. on the B4378, um, which, oh, I'm behind a tractor. So there's nice. a thing. Um, but uh, to either side of this little, uh, looks like a one or two car road, um, there's just fields in every direction. So Pretty. Uh, it's kind of nice to go through the little towns and things yeah. as well and, and have a look at the different styles of houses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere in England. I couldn't tell you where at the moment, but I can tell you where because I'm just going to go and look it up. <laughs> I'm near Much Wenlock. Mm, very nice. We drove through a place in the Peak District called Chaton. Oh. Which is, uh, and then another place called Unfank. Oh, I've, yeah, I've heard of Unthank. Yeah. It's kind of, it's very much a sort of 1984 doublespeak mm. internet kind of term. It, it yeah. certainly feels like, but I expect the village is probably, you know, five million years old or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unlikely, but... Um, 
Right. Um, would you like to hear some comments from users? Oh, yeah, we totally... Well, I've totally forgotten about that. You've probably been sat there going, when are we going to do this? No, not really. No? All right. Um, so our contributions are... Um, that's his title. The contributions are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like has spent quite a bit of the last couple of days making sure people have done their, their contributions. So thank you very much, very much indeed. Um, some of the little chat was about your Tarmac Boy superhero. Oh, yeah. Um, which was quite funny. So we had some we had some other suggestions from for names from Sai, or um, suggestions for the either the the kind of um, what's the word of the person sidekick nemesis. So either yeah, so some were sidekicks, some were nemesis, some were sort of like you know the opposite to the sidekick, the main person. Um, so we had Ash Felt was one, uh, the potholer. Uh, Sarah Wu was saying that the um, nemesis should be Trail Man. Um, someone else suggested dual carriageway as the nemesis um, and cat's eye woman uh, uh, so yeah we had quite a little bit of a chat about that and that was kind of sweet um, have you decided to take that any further are you going to get a costume or how do you know I don't already have a costume oh. I, I mean I couldn't tell well, you I if don't. I did I don't because know. it's like my alter ego I mean if I am wondering what you're up to I'll just go and check Instagram because that's where I get most of my news <laughs> these days very detailed um and worth a look <laughs> definitely worth a look fetchies yeah that's where i go um marky mark mark has said that nettles are actually a neurotoxin nice well i actually managed to sting both elbows um on the walk on saturday and so by saturday evening my elbows were just going like that how, how about that's, your neuros? That's how neurotoxins sound. Yeah. Um, I very much impressed autumn leaves with my pencil mime. So mm. I'm doing another mime now. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you very much, autumn leaves. Um, and on that subject, people really loved autumn leaves' uh, voice, uh, her contribution. Um, and, um, yeah, we're definitely really keen to hear more about that multi-day as it happens, aren't we? Yeah. Um, at the event. Definitely. Um, and and lots of race reports. We'd love to hear yeah, them. Yeah, we want to hear them. Yeah, or wherever you go on your travels, do us a little recording. It'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, how far was talking about multi, multi-day events, actually, and saying it's really difficult to judge them? I've never done one. Have you done one? No. No, the nearest I did was like one that, where there was a race every month. Right. That's not really, yeah. No. Okay, I guess it, technically it's a multi-day event. Yeah, but no, not really. I don't think I've even done back-to-back events. Or have I? I don't the, know. The one that's really nice here is the Colworth Challenge. Yeah. Um, that's an off-road three-day event and it's a marathon over the three days. Yeah. So you do something like... It's it's a, a five mile, an eight mile, and, and then, then a half, half marathon. marathon. Yeah. I've done the half marathon at Colworth, and it's a really, it's definitely not a PB course, but it's beautiful. It's a really lovely off-road undulating. Some of it's path, and some of it's even tarmac path, I think, but um, a lot of it is off-road around the edges of fields and things like that, and it's, it's really nice. Um, and people, I know, rave about the multi-day event and doing that. Uh, so it's like an, I think it's a, an evening on the Friday, 
an afternoon on the Saturday and a morning for the half marathon. And that's um, organised by Colworth Striders, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it's normally towards, um, it looks like it's normally late June. Yeah. Um, but I've just been for a little look at their website and it doesn't appear that they've updated any dates for 2021 yet so i'm yeah, guessing they're maybe not on this year then or or delayed i don't know uh, hopefully hopefully just delayed a little bit and, and yeah coming to a, a colworth near you soon yeah um, i do know one of so. the main you know him as well one of the main people involved in the organization so um could, if i bump into him at box end or something i'll ask him um but yeah, and, and Rue was mentioning a, a challenge, uh, sadly, that is no more, which she was happy, hoping to have on her, which is, a, again, a multi-day event called the Cape Wrath or Cape Wrath. I don't I'd go know. with Wrath. Would you go with Wrath? Yeah. Cape Wrath challenge. Um, but that is not looking like it's going to be continuing as a, uh, it's a bit of a COVID um, casualty, unfortunately. Mm. So that's a shame. The um, race that kind of inspired me to look upon running with some sort of mysticism is also one that has not happened for probably about 30 years yeah. at least and that's the Romney Valley half marathon oh yeah and it used to go past the back of the house yeah um and I remember staring at them which um, house um in Glananant right in Pengam yeah. um so um, halfway between Merthyr and Caerphilly, if anybody wants any more mm. pointers. Um, and it used to be a net downhill from Rumney to Caerphilly. Um, and I've, I've done part of the route. So I've done from Bargain down to Caerphilly and then got the train back. Mm. Um, and it, for me, it's probably because I go through a lot of the towns that, or villages, I suppose, that mm. meant a lot to me growing up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to run the whole route one day and, and yeah, I can't imagine that race ever coming back with the amount of road closures that would be necessary, right. um, like all of them yes. or, yeah, or just doing it amongst all the motorists would also be quite a, mm. quite a thrill. Yeah. Sad to see races go. It, it is. Yeah. Um, and that's about it really for me, from the comments. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I've got a thread I wanted to highlight this week, um, and I try and do other people's threads most of the time, but this time it's one of mine, <laughs> um, and it's the evil genie thread. Have you seen this one yet? I have seen it. Yeah, I haven't contributed and I don't follow it, but I know what, exactly what you're talking about. So the idea is that you, um, the previous poster will have made a wish, like. Uh, I wish I was the world's best guitarist. Mm. And so you as the new poster will be the evil genie and twist that wish to make it not as they anticipated. Like you are the world's best guitarist, um, but your ears are full of cheese and you can't hear yourself. Mm. Um, and then you add your own wish. And so it's a chain of wishes all ruined. Yeah. Um, like a boulevard of broken dreams. Oh. Yeah. But it's it's good fun, and I really like the the creative ways that um, some people have have ruined wishes. Um, there's a good one from um, J.K. Chameleon. Um, so Gimme Medals said, "I wish I could run faster for my planned run distances." 
And JK Chameleon says, you run so fast, but are viewed with suspicion by all and sundry despite your numerous negative drug tests. The tabloids run a reveal-all expose filled with lies and Piers Morgan starts rifling through your bins. Then you get a call from the celebrity jungle producers wanting you for their next series. And his wish is, I wish to be the greatest supervillain known to mankind and live in a cool, evil fortress. So someone needs to go and ruin that for him. Mm. Indeed. Cool. Um, I have got a blog I'd like to highlight. Oh, yeah. It's an important one, Fetchies, um, because uh, Minardi's party room is finished and ready to go. So uh, just start preparing yourselves, Fetchies. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it's the 6th of June blog. Um, I've been uh, to Minardi's house and in her party room, which is the garden. Um, and it's some beautiful pictures on her blog of her garden all ready to, to rumble for the party. So, yeah, Minardi, whenever you want to send us that invite, we'll be, we'll be there. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that's that for me. Cool. Well, we've got some contributions now, so yeah. we can go and uh, rest our, our cords. Feet up. Um, who are we doing first? Um, how about Lynn's? Yeah. Cool. So Lynn's has done some swimming. I only know that from the title of the MP3 that I'm looking at, um, but let's find out some more. Hi Fetchies, it's Lindsay here, and I'm coming to you from my happy place. I, I share my happy place with Louise Runs, but I'm sure she won't mind. My happy place is Heron Lake, which is nestled into the corner of the M25 and the A30 near Heathrow. It doesn't sound like a happy place, does it? But it most definitely is. I have just uh, finished my first early morning swim of the year. I've been coming during the week in the evenings, but I couldn't come this week and my husband is away, so I thought I would come early Saturday. And it was an extremely good decision. And in between my last swim, which was in rain and a there was a big puddle in the car park. Um, it was still great, um, but and this swim, uh, the weather has done its thing, and I think it was 14 degrees last week. It's 19 degrees today in the lake, and it's full of people swimming with brightly coloured hats and tow floats and birds and flowers, and the water is beautiful. And it's the best way to start the weekend. So I wanted to share that with you. I hope you also have a happy place. Bye. Oh, thanks, Linz. And I can obviously completely and utterly relate and Box End is my happy place as well. So I totally get it. Um, the water is amazing at the moment. Our lake on Sunday morning apparently was 21 degrees um, and it felt very warm. I, I wished I didn't have my wetsuit on actually um the water is getting clear in our lake as well now mm. so it's a kind of it's a sort of a mystical green color but you can see the bottom and you can see the weeds starting to come up and you can see the occasional fish and it's just yeah it's just perfect so I also had a morning swim on Sunday 8am I was in the water and it was absolutely beautiful and totally set me up for the day yeah awesome. yeah so I can absolutely relate what about you? What's your 
happy place? My happy place. Um, one of the ones that came to mind was um, coming back through Willington Woods, mm. having done the the bulk of the the loop mm-hmm. around there. So it's eight mile loop. Yeah. Um, and the woods just feel pretty nice. Yeah. And if you're very very lucky, um, you might see a deer or a woodpecker or something mm. around there. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, I think my happy place is is finding a new path, yeah, or a new, you know, a new, a new thing to take a photo of for my Instagram. <laughs> um, so just ex- exploring is is the happy bit for me at the moment. So I mean, Instagram aside, I have enjoyed just trying mm. to sort of push my boundaries. So Conquerside is helping me with that as well, and trying to build my lawn up. Kind of thing. Oh yeah, there was chat about lawn. Yeah. After the walk on Saturday. How big is your lawn at the moment, Katie? Oh, I have no idea. James Conquer five lawn twenty seven. Twenty seven. How's that? How does that fit um, with the rest of there's the? There's a lawn leaderboard, and the biggest lawn is one thousand two hundred and six. Getting quite low on that board, Ben. Quite low on the lawn count. Um, but, you know, to get into the top 100 lawn makers, um, you need a lawn of 229 squares. Where is the lawn leaderboard? I can so, see the explorer's leaderboard and the owner's leaderboard. So in the little red box at the top, you yeah. click the leaders for leaderboards. Leaders, right. And then in there, there's some sub-tabs. And mm. the, the furthest tab on the right is biggest lawns. Oh, yes. Um, and my lawn is 62 at the moment. So Okay. I'm working on making that's that That's quite bigger. a good person in the lead. It's a good name for the person in the lead, isn't smug it? Smug bloke. Smug bloke. <laughs> he's very smug about the size of yeah. his lawn. I'm sure he's a very nice, nice oh, man. I'm sure yeah. he is. Yeah. So there's definite, definite potential for directions I can take my lawn to, you know, make it a bit bigger. Mm. I'm going to go south, southwest of Bedford, I think, on my next yeah. long outing. Lovely. And try and colour in a few more squares. Um, oh. But yes. Lovely. Who is our next person? Um, I'm just going to very, very quickly oh, mention sorry. another blog mm. that I wanted to highlight. And I've only just seen it now today, this very minute. And that's Fenland Flyer. And it's called A Running Blog. And he's had a massive amount of time out with plantar fasciitis and various other strains and groans. Um, but he ran a mile yesterday, I think. Um, and that's his sort of jubilant, uh, I feel great kind of blog. So awesome. hooray, absolutely hooray for that. That's really made me smile. That's great. Um, we've got another contribution from ITG. Lovely. And um, I won't try and pronounce the name of the race that uh, she's at, but maybe we'll have a go once she's finished. Okay. Um, but here she comes. Hi Fitchies, this is ITG, your roving reporter from North Iceland, reporting in on peak taper madness. This is Wednesday evening and in Saturday I should be running the Mivat Marathon. This will be my third attempt at the Mivat Marathon, although I've also run the half twice and the 10k and the 3k there, so I know the route fairly well. And it's my sixth marathon overall. It's my third time of training for this very marathon, having of course trained this time last year for May 2020 with it being cancelled with about three weeks notice and rescheduled for August when it was, surprise surprise, cancelled again with two weeks notice. 
The plan last year had been to use this to raise a little bit of money and awareness about defibrillators. Um, I was also going to run the Orkney Marathon, so kind of double with about five weeks between the two events. This was in memory of my dad who passed away from an unexpected heart attack. Um, now, of course, uh, not everyone has money to donate and we understand that, but if you don't know anything about defibrillators, have a look uh, around in your location and try and find out how to use them. In all honesty, a defibrillator wouldn't have saved my dad, but knowing how to use one might just save someone else. This also brings a tinge of sadness to Saturday's race, because in 2019, when I last ran the marathon, my mum and dad were both there at the finish line to cheer me on, and it's actually one of the last days out I had with my dad. Meanwhile, I have two days when I'm meant to be working, but will in fact be obsessively following the weather forecast, worrying about the density of the flies at Mivatten, which is translation of Lake of Flies for a reason. If you want to find out more about that, have a look at my 2014 blog from the event. I'll no doubt revise and re-revise a dozen times my kit and nutrition plans, depending on the weather forecast and so forth, and generally worry about mysterious niggles that arise between now and Saturday, and have too much time on my hands. I'll report back in on Saturday after the event, uh, hopefully all go to plan, and I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about it. Cue time travel jingle. Hi Fetchies, this is ITG reporting in from Mivat Marathon start line, ready to go after 30 minutes. I drove out here with two friends, one who's running the half and one who's running the full marathon, but will surely finish long before me. It's a great day for it, it's a little bit cold and breezy, major issues about what to wear, we're sitting discussing that for the last half hour, but uh, weather forecast is for headwind going out, tailwind coming back, looking promising, great views around the lake today and hoping for a good one. So I'll report in in a few hours, all going well, and if it doesn't go well, I'll also report in and tell you what I've learned. See you later. Bye, Fetchies. Hi, Fetchies. This is ITG calling in from a very comfortable sofa on Sunday morning. So here's the marathon report. Try not to be too long, uh, unlike the marathon, which of course wasn't very long. Uh, the headwind was sure uh, a struggle to begin with, but around maybe six or seven kilometres, I tucked in behind three men and, and two girls who actually joined in as well in a group. So we had a little bit of protection. Uh, then uh, I stayed with them till about 13 kilometres where we had the first water stop. That was a shock. I'd expected water every 5k, uh, but they'd reduced the water stations because of the COVID. Um, so at least the guys were able to tell me I hadn't got the race pack because I changed my email and forgotten to tell them. Uh, but at least the guys were able to keep me informed so I knew what to expect. At their first water stop at 13k, the three men took off a little bit ahead uh, and I ran with another young woman um, until about 18 kilometers. So we weren't going very fast. The headwind was really uh, making it uncomfortable, but uh, we had a chat and that kept us distracted. By 18k, she went off for a bathroom stop and I chucked around, uh, meeting the half marathon start line at about 155, which was great. It also meant that I got a big cheer from the half marathon starters, including my friend who I'd driven with in the morning. Kept going, 22 kilometres I turned right and blessedly that wind was behind me. I was making a nice 5.30 a kilometre pace, but without it feeling like too much of an effort to hold that pace. That was all going great. I started doing all the mental gymnastics, working out how fast I had to go to make my sub four, uh, how much give I had, doing all the calculations. And around 27 kilometres, knowing I had 15 kilometres to go, I realised that I had more than 90 minutes. That meant a six minute kilometre pace was going to get me round sub four. And I was fairly optimistic that I could hang on to that. 
even if there would be some slowing towards the end. I'm not one of these um, negative split marathon runners. Nope, I like to get as much in the bag as I can and have a little bit of give to slow down later on. I know that's not the way you're meant to run marathons, but it works for me. Uh, so amazingly, uh, I made the 10k start line uh, before the 10k started and the 10k starts three hours after us. Uh, that's the first time in uh, I've ever made the 10k start line. It was uh, uh, my third time running this marathon. Uh, I heard someone shout, yeah, she's in the marathon and a huge cheer went up because most of the other people around me were half marathon runners. I saw another of my friends at the start and got a big cheer. Uh, it was uh, around 2.57 at this point, which gave me 63 minutes to do a 10k. And I'm like, come on, I can do a 63 minute 10k, even with tired legs. Carried on, chugged my way up a hill that's about um, 33, 34 kilometers. I never actually run up that hill before, but I managed slowly to make my way to the top without having to resort to walk. Knew that at the top I would turn right and go downhill for a couple of kilometers. Got to the top, turned and faced the headwinds. So despite expecting this to feel suddenly a little bit easier, it suddenly felt a whole lot harder. It was frustrating. I was battling. My legs hurt. Both my quads were really aching by this point. And it felt like I was going nowhere. Every time I looked at my watch, it seemed like only 100 meters had gone past since the last time. Nevertheless, I dug in and kept going, looking at my watch, kept doing the mental math, going, just hang on. If you can keep to around six minutes a kilometre, you'll be all right. I was going downhill around that pace. Not great, but I also knew there was a little bit of give there. 5k to go with a little bit more mental gymnastics and realised that even a seven minute kilometre pace would get me my sub four. And that gave me the encouragement to keep going. 4k to go I turned at the last final stretch or final four kilometer stretch if you like um, it was the wind was still uh, giving me uh, a lot of frustrations uh, I knew there were some hills here but suddenly they didn't feel as bad as they have before maybe because I've been practicing hills a little bit more and maybe just because I knew the route pretty well by now I'd already run the half twice and the 10k and a 3k on this route as well as the marathon itself uh, there is a really killer hill right towards the end. It's about 500 meters in the last one kilometer. That's like a nasty, nasty hill. But amazingly, I managed to keep my head down, ran up it again, not very fast, but nonetheless, still technically run. Saw the final stretch and gave it everything. Went over the line, took a big wheeze, fell over and thanked the lady who gave me my prize for second female. So I was thrilled with that. Um, as I mentioned, my mum and dad wouldn't be here this time, but my friend who had come in 15 minutes ahead of me to win first prize was there. Another friend who'd unfortunately had to drop out was also there to exchange commiserations and congratulations respectively. And uh, that was it. So, yeah, it was a little bit sad that my dad wouldn't be there. Uh, but nonetheless, it was a great result. And just to top it off, I had a massive PB. So I took 90 seconds off my best ever time, which from five years ago at Edinburgh, which everyone knows is a very flat and pretty fast course. Uh, but uh, five minutes uh, quicker than my time from two years ago on the same route. So it was a 3.55.59 for ITG. Thanks everyone for your encouragement. I will blog. The blog will hopefully be up before you hear this podcast. Um, although I'm waiting for some photos to come through. Cheers, everyone. Bye. That was just amazing, really. Um, very, very emotional. Um, the motivation for, for doing it is fabulous. Um, and every step of the way, um, 
I mean, I, I haven't done as many marathons as you or, or got the times that you've got, but you, I recognise that, that feeling of having to struggle through and, and trying to do the maths and, and what can you hold on to and all of that. Um, and it was just brilliant. So thanks for me. I really enjoyed listening to that. Yeah, well done. Um, I love the fact that you talked about your mental gymnastics because I've done that in so many races and got it really, really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done it so well as well just not and it's not easy when you're running a marathon to actually work out the maths of what you've got left to do um but second female lovely big pb that's amazing um and just to mention to everybody that um if someone has a cardiac arrest then there's a less than 10 percent chance of surviving it without any kind of defibrillation um but if you get defibrillation to them it puts their chance of survival up. And this is within the first three to five minutes of having it. So it's mm. got to be quick, which is why it's so important to have them dotted around. Um, but the chance of survival goes up to something like 80% if you can get the defib to them, wow. which is just amazing. And when you think um, the ambulance may not get there for 11 minutes and that it's that first three to five minutes that you need to get the defib done, then, yeah really 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 important that we have them so um yeah amazing um so it says here cpr alone can double the chances of survival so if you've got a member of the public on around who just knows how to do cpr then that will help um but when you use a defibrillator in addition to quality cpr the odds of someone's survival can jump from around six percent to 74 percent wow that's so that's pretty cool isn't yeah. it um so Brilliant. Thanks so much, ITG. Well done for trying to raise that awareness and amazing, really great marathon. And thanks for reporting on it. We love that kind of thing, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, on, a, on a lighter note, there are a couple of things to point out. Um, ITG says that if you listen very carefully to the start of the recording, there's a tiny mew and that's her cat, Peggy Longlegs. <laughs> joining in right um and i also liked the way that um the the fueling strategy appeared to be linked to the volume of flies available <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean we've all we've all swallowed a fly um and they are great protein i suppose but um yeah, yeah I'd, I'd much prefer like a snickers or something absolutely yeah. but yeah I mean, well done that's yeah, brilliant brill. thank you cool and we've got um another contributor and this time it's jovial noman he's um, going to tell us a little bit more about this year's sheepy shuffle hello fetches it's jovial gnome here i just thought i'd give you a, a bit of an update the um sheepy shuffle for this year has gone live um we're running a, a half marathon and a 5k fun run this year half marathon comes in at 15 quid and the fun run is 12 um it's it's up live. The we've got a brilliant new medal. It's a picture of because it being an Olympic year, it's a picture of a sheep holding an Olympic torch coming through the Olympic rings. We've had to buy a couple of images because of the copyright on Olympic stuff. We've had to buy rights to use the torch and the Olympic rings as the background, which is what makes it just fractionally more expensive than this, this year. But uh, yeah, I hope you're all going to enter into the spirit of things like you did last year. There were some absolutely amazing pictures from Fetches and from everybody else. 
So yeah, it runs from July the 1st to August the 31st and you complete your half marathon or 5k fun run in whatever way you fancy, as long as it's on your feet with some description. Um, and that's about it. Just a massive, massive thank you because without this, we simply wouldn't exist. I just could not do it. I could not afford to do what I'm doing without you guys. And I say I feel not too bad because I'm not actually asking you for money. You're getting something for this. And I just feel I feel so good about this. And it's just great fun. Great fun. So please enter into the spirit of things. Have a go if you fancy it. And yes, have a look and see the medal is an absolute belter. I always knew it was going to be, but it is. It's turned out really good. Thank you, guys and gals. Take care. See you soon. Thanks, Jovial Gnome. The medals sound pretty awesome. And um, I've been my training all year for this. Um, my 10 milers in the last few weeks are going to be a great springboard for me getting that half marathon distance in um, by the time we hit July. So uh, I'll be getting my entry in pretty soon. Um, and it's a great cause. Um, uh, there's... It, it doesn't mention what the cause is this time. If you've listened to the podcast before, then you probably know. But um, Jovial Gnome runs the Mirkwood Rest Home for retired sheep. Um, so he basically takes in sheep that would otherwise uh, be heading for a, a very dark place and looks after them and gives them a nice time for the, the rest of their their lives these are terribly burnt out sheep some of them have been working high-flying jobs in the city yeah all sorts yeah they really need our help now to have a an easy retirement <laughs> yeah so all the money from your medals goes towards uh um, helping those sheep get whatever it is they like you know whether it's sort of um help with their drug problems um everything that they need to to get over things um so do, yeah i'm do really join looking in. i'm really looking forward to doing it i'm going to enter this this year because i can walk the thing i'm even wondering whether we could use that timberland trail that we mentioned earlier that's a 13 mile loop yeah um not not me and you but perhaps me and the the fetches that i've been walking with um see see what they whether they fancy doing it and we can do our sheepy shuffle together that would be cool yeah definitely so if, um sheepy shuffle is listed as a, a race on fetch or if you google sheepy shuffle you should find it anyway yeah um and also check out the mirkwood rest home for retired sheep yeah um it's a lovely cause so thanks to all of our contributor contributors this week um, we've got a couple more stacked up for for future weeks including another member of the month interview coming up um, but uh, yeah we love getting your contributions um, you can send them uh, just by emailing them to podcast at fetcheveryone.com just record it on your phone um, just a couple of minutes make sure the dishwasher isn't running like ours has just gurgled its way out mm. Um, and just, you know, if you're at a race or if you're up a mountain or you're in a forest or something, then uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. You're shaking your head, but you're... Carry a pigeon. Yeah. You didn't mention any of the you, Do animals. you have to carry a pigeon? You could carry a pigeon. You could send a carrier pigeon. You could send a carrier spider. Yeah. Will they take longer, like a little USB stick? Uh-huh balanced on their backs is that is that how you're seeing this works or a floppy disk possibly this is the future a tiny scroll attached to a leg yes that would do it mm-hmm. um yes but or you could just email them to podcast at fetch we love hearing from you um, centipedes 
you could just have a word per leg, couldn't you? Yeah. Anyway. A hundred word message. Apologies. Carry on. Or a millipede if you're really, you know, if you're a, uh-huh. a real chatty type. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. We're on iTunes and Spotify and other places. And visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave your comments and questions and doubts about the show. Um, what's what's your week looking like, Katie? Um, mysterious. I've got a swim set to do tomorrow that my coach Angie has done for me. So I'm going to the pool and I'm going to um, do some skulls. Yeah. Have you got um, your strengthening exercises yet? Not yet. It's coming. Um, so I'm t- tomorrow I've got to do thinking about my thumbs, thinking about my toes, thinking about my um, arm position, and then I've got to do skull number one, skull number two, and doggy paddle, and then I've got a set of hundreds to do, so that's my tomorrow. What's going wrong with your toes? Are they sticking out at 90 degrees as well? Occasionally, I'm... (laughs) That would be really impressive, actually. (laughs) Uh, No, I... Sometimes I'm scissoring a bit, and don't do that face... Okay. And uh, I've got to make sure my big toes are touching each other and I'm not scissoring. Right, okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's not very good for swimming. Not conducive. <laughs> not conducive. <laughs> cool. All right, well, that's very good. And my week, since you asked... Um... <laughs> <laughs> What's your week looking like, Ian? I'd like a slightly longer run. I think I'm sorry, I... I just know that I need to be making a cup of tea for Daniel. Daniel the decorator. Um, yeah, I've, I'm hoping to do a slightly longer long run. Um, I know I've not got any running uh, room on Saturday because we're heading out for the day. Um, so I've got to make sure I get that. Well, I'd like to walk. So yeah. it depends how early we get up. Okay. All right. Well, cool. So a longer run and more of the same, really. Just, you know, yeah, hoping that the cards do their job. Just inching inching upwards towards the sheepy shuffle yes awesome right thank you very much for listening if indeed you still are and we will see you next time yes bye did you guess who the mystery fetchy was it was andy s well done if you got it never mind if you didn't there'll be another one next week to try and guess